Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 11 of the third season of the Austin Rugby Podcast. I'm Dustin Zares. That's Alex Reese. And I've got something stuck in my throat. Alex, how's your week been? It's been good. Um, just uh, I won't be playing, but I'm excited that the uh, Hans are going to be uh, taking on ACS this weekend for our first game in over a year. So, man, that's exciting. You guys are p- part of the part of the curtain raiser over there for for the uh, uh, the Sabercats match, right? There's a high school match. Yeah. There's West. I think a school called Westlake playing Woodlands. You know anything about that? Let's go, boys. Those are my guys. <laughs> <laughs> for those that are listening and don't know, Alex used to play for Westlake. <laughs> He's a Westlake sure through. <laughs> so, well, I hey, used to, I used to play against um, Connor Mooneyham when he was at Woodlands. So, <clears throat> man, small, small little Texas, rugby small world. Texas, hey, small Texas rugby world that has a lot going on for it. Uh, a lot going on this past week. Obviously, we had first game of, of the season for MLR 2021. Home match, bold stadium. If you watched it on television, you had to be excited because you saw it was like a packed crowd for COVID. I mean, we just have to throw the caveat in there. But, you know, from from what I hear, you know, 2,500, 2,600 people were there. So that's fantastic. You can only wait until we can pack that place with 5,000. Obviously, um, the match did not turn out in our favor. So we uh, came up a little bit short literally and figuratively. So um, yeah. let's, let's, let's dive into it, Alex. I mean, in 30, 30, 28, Utah, Utah comes out with a squeaker again against us. Uh, last year they came yeah. back in the last two, two minutes, minute and a half and scored a try to tie. It just seems like every time we play Utah, it's a barn burner. And we should have known that yeah. when we picked our scores. <laughs> no, we got a little overzealous. We were, we were uh, really over. Yeah. As much as I want to say that, you know, we underestimated Utah, I kind of think that we might have just overestimated uh, uh, our guys and not, and like, not that, you know, they did terribly. I think it's just, it was unfair. The expectations maybe that we put on the AGs in a season opener with, you know, um, guys already injured, you know. Yeah. I mean, we had we, we talked about it and you look at the starting lineup and, and I, we didn't really touch upon it, but I, I looked again and I, you know, after we finished recording, I said, man, we didn't even talk about like second row, second rowers that we had, you know, at the beginning of the season, we're like, Oh great. We've got Sebastian DeChavez, Regan O'Gorman, you know, Cam Dodson and, and Christian Osberg. Like you got four solid ones. And, you know, of course there's always, there's been that rumor that was floated out a long time ago about Isaac Ross no idea if that's actually ever going to happen or not or if it actually was something that's happening so uh we just have to wait and see on that one but i think the thing about it really is uh when you looked at that opening roster if you looked at opening day roster you saw cam dodson at at five and you saw sebastian de chavez at four and you went okay who's on the bench well nobody Uh, we didn't have a backup second row and unfortunately Cam Dotson went out at halftime with what looks like a, a finger injury or a hand injury. And uh, it, it looks, it appears as though, um, you know, obviously other people have been hurt, you know, with, with uh, Christian out and, and Regan out from preseason injury uh, put us kind of short. And so you then, you then had Michael DeWall stepping in at, at lock at Michael DeWall, the stout right. six foot one 
packing down with a six eight mountain of a man in sebastian de chavez so obviously i mean and that's gonna drastically affects your scrum uh, and I think you saw that in the second half, right? Like you saw the fact that a couple of times Utah blew us off the ball and, you know, in, in those scrums, like two key ones, um, when, when we were in, in a good spot. And I think you definitely, you got to take that in consideration and go, man, okay, what I, I, hopefully fingers crossed that some of the guys return from injury soon. And from talking around the country with other people, we're not the only ones like uh, Austin mm-hmm. is not the only ones with tons of injuries. There's lots of injuries around right. Major League Rugby, and I think we're going to see that with the shortened preseason, COVID, everything else going on. I think the the players that played overseas this past year with COVID are actually going to fare better than those who did not because they've already been playing and their bodies are kind of used to it, whereas everybody else didn't. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I guess for for you, what are some things that really stood out? You know, I, I was like you know, three up, three down, three good things, three bad things yeah. that you saw happen. Uh, we want to start with your with your bad things. We'll we'll end on end on the high notes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll uh, start with you know what was you know maybe a little disappointing, and then round it out with you know the the silver linings. Um, honestly, the biggest takeaway for me, good or bad, was that in professional rugby, um, really at, at any level of professional rugby, the margins are never going to be very large from team to team that's just the nature of professional sports and that's why i think that you know when you have opportunities to take points particularly early in a match you have to you have to take them you got to get your points when you can yeah Um, and because you know like i said professional sports the game's going to come down to just a few points here and there and i thought that we passed up on maybe three or four very easily kickable penalties in the first half. And especially with Matt, we ended up not, yeah. And he's a great kicker. And mm-hmm. so we ended up not getting any points. That's, that's leaving six to nine points at least on the board. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of, as the course of a game goes, you don't keep that scoreboard ticking over the other team grows in confidence. Then you start getting more desperate and, um, ultimately we got down into a situation where we needed to come back late yeah. and don't think surprise, that, surprise an Austin team needs to come back. late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's our MO man. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I just think that, um, like moving forward, what the guys will realize is you, you, you take the points and you get and get them. Um, yeah, and I, I, think, I think you can question it all. You know, again, we put Monday morning fly half. And it was a perfect one. Yeah, I, I like to reference. It's like, it's, you know, we're you, you're out there on the pitch. You're saying, man, we're pushing down the field. We're doing well, and and they were. I mean, ags at times. I mean, we dominated. In, we had fifty three percent of the possession, and we we had eighteen and a half minutes of of pure attacking time. That's a ton. It, we were almost two more, two more full minutes of just attacking time. Uh, territory wasn't the best, but still we were attacking. And I think we were four for six when in, entering the, uh, tw- entering the 22, like that's a great conversion rate. Four out of six times you get in the 22, you're scoring. I think it was just in that late in that second half. Like you said, you know, maybe like it felt like forever, like we were down there and I understand the guys wanting to, to kind of push through and like score a try and get up there and get the energy going. But, you know, after three minutes of attacking, I mean, when you're not there, maybe just go for points. 
like it just 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 there were there were two penalties directly in front of the of the posts you know yeah. maybe maybe off off you know to the right or the left a little bit and we and we kicked for touch and listen I, sec, you can second guess all you want and you know whatever you want to do but i i'm just saying like you said let's just get points Let, let's let's go back and let's attack again if we're having that much success kick the points let them get get the ball again and we'll, and we'll recycle it and start all over yeah another um I guess I will call it a gripe, um, and it's not targeted. <laughs> Is it gri- griping with Alex Reese? <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I, I say this about even in international test match rugby and, and at the highest levels, like I hate to see this when a team has advantage close to the other team's goal line. Yeah. Why would you do a cross kick? I don't I, – I, it just doesn't make sense to me because you are basically saying we're – going to put our entire chances of scoring on this one kind of risky un like not very high percentage play to go for a long cross the field kick when is that really a higher percentage of scoring than just going even picking drives you have an unlimited amount of phases under advantage yeah so why would you give up that opportunity to go for a cross kick. And I think we did it four times yeah. in the first half. Yeah, I, and and like, yeah, we came back with a penalty, but you know what? We ended up not scoring. Not scoring. And yeah. I thought, dude, just if it takes 25 phases to jam it in, then it takes 25 phases to jam it in. You don't need to score on phase two yeah. on advantage. Yeah. And I think at that time, you know, you, you had, you know, all the guys were still I say, healthy and fit and you still had all your, your, your starters out there. You have guys like Wapa who can grab it and just drive over. Like not many people are going to stop exactly. that from two meters yeah. out. Um, you know, again, exactly. or Hugh Roach, like Hugh, Hugh had a try and it was a great, you know, it was a great push from him. Like just get two guys, get Wapa, Hugh and, and Sebastian pushing from behind, just drive, drive them over. I think you're right. I think like the crossfield kick, like I, I understand it. It, in, it, in, in, this, in the concept of it, right? Like, oh, we want to try to go something glorious. But it's only if you have a deep try zone. Bold Stadium does not have a deep try zone. It's probably the, small, oh, yeah. it's the, probably the smallest one in, in Major League Rugby. Like, it's not big. You know, we are playing on a soccer field. It's a shorter, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a wider, as wide as it should be, but still it's wide enough, but it's not, as deep as it should be in the try area. So you're not going to get a chance, you know, yeah. Cole Davis had a chance to get, you know, one of those kicks from, uh, from Will and it was already out of back of the try zone within Cole took two steps. Like, could he have gone to it? Maybe, but he had to do an acrobatic dive in order to try to get it. If he could have just ran over, you know, an extra two or three meters, which would have been the official length of the try zone, then he probably would have gotten it. But again, and, to that point as well, like um, there's, you have to be a extremely pinpoint with that kick. Very pinpoint. that bold and like I actually I do get you know when it's on to do that cross kick, but at least suck in the defenders to where they have to commit everybody near the ruck. Yeah. To where it is wide open, not a soul in sight. Then you go for that cross kick. But with small try zones and when you haven't even sucked in all the defenders, yeah. you have to be putting in like a Tom Brady type of fade route into the back <laughs> corner with you know, a tight defensive coverage. Yeah. 
he didn't get the ball dotted down. I just I, I can, don't can, love... can Will do it? Yeah, I think he can. We've seen him do it before, but can he do it every yeah. single time? I mean, nobody can really do it every single time. Even Tom Brady misses from time to time. So yeah, and can he do it at a higher percentage than we can pick and driving the ball in? Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's 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 two grapes. What's your third? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, I think the maybe the uh, third gripe. Honestly, I didn't really. I didn't have another one. Honestly, maybe uh, perhaps our defensive you know line was I, I think one of the big noticeable things that um a lot of people in the stands were pointing out and even people that weren't you know haven't even been to a professional rugby game before or really watched much rugby at all were pointing out was how fast utah's line speed they were was and yeah theirs compared quick. to ours like they were like a just flying off the ball at every Every single phase, they were coming up off the line really quick, whereas we were inconsistent with yeah. just that. Like we're, we weren't relentless, and I thought that they were. And I think that's—I don't know if it's because they wanted it more or because they're maybe they drilled it harder. But I—I I, I think that's an area we've we've got to because we have the tacklers and the hitters to put some serious defensive pressure on teams. Yeah, and it was a little bit like. I don't know. We weren't just up in their face. Yeah. They were up big time. You had a few people making most of the tackles too. That I think that was kind of the, as I'm looking at it, you know, you had, you know, Wapa, Mo and Dom, you know, had 30, 38 of the team's 120 tackles. Like, so I think it's, uh, it's one of those things where I think it's important to, to realize that, uh, the wing, I don't feel as though we were tackling as well as we could have that back line, the, the back line. Like I felt as though they, they, they found gaps on us that they probably shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, I think that's what, and we talked about that. Yeah. Um, it, it's last week. It's been, yeah. It's been plaguing us for the, and and it's still just kind of feeling it out. Um, you, t- here, you know, for me, you know, I had a lot of similar, similar things that you did as far as you know, take it, take points when you can get points. Right. Take advantage, but yeah, I felt like take advantage when you have more yeah. numbers. They had three yellow cards, and I don't know how. Like we scored maybe one, one try. Maybe we may have scored once. They while, scored, I mean, they scored, they scored us with it. Yeah, they yeah. scored with us when they did. All credit to Utah. They're they're a good team, right? Like Mikey Teo had a great game. He is a monster. Like he still is just, he can still just run through people and run around people. And I think that when you look at that and say, okay, Utah's not, you know, the, the parody is, is, is not big in major league rugby. Like the teams are going to be close. Like it's going to be close for everybody this year. There's no team that's going to dominate at all. I don't think, but I think, you know, you look at Utah and they just work together well. As much as I don't really care for the way I don't care for Michael Baska, it's only because I think he's a nine and I just don't like scrum outs. But he was he was annoying and that's what he does. And he just he got they got quick they got quick ball out all the time. I felt like they're like Pele, like we got ball out somewhat quick, but we were a little bit disorganized when we got when we were getting quick ball. Whereas I felt Utah was like quick ball, boom, 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 down the line. And you know, yeah. out, to, out to Mikey or whoever, you know, I forget who was on the wing there. Um, oh, what's his name? Um, 
Josh Whippy and, and Taylor Fisher, like Fisher had a great mm-hmm. game for me. I thought he played fantastic. Um, but I think when it really comes down to it is we just need to be more, more clinical. I think we need to be clinical and fin- finishing. And I'm sure the coaches and stuff talk about it this week uh, in practice. They've got to be. And, you know, the third thing for me, kind of like the negative is I, I, I will worry about it is injuries. Like, you know, guys that went out, like that's going to be concerning. You know, so if, you know, if we're saying like things that I'm concerned about, defense is one of them, the, taking points when we could have taken points and being concerned about injuries. You know, social media, like, is any yeah. you know, fractured a finger or something in the first half? And, but anyway, that, those are my, those are my negatives. Like it, it wasn't, again, the game was close. Every game in Major League Rugby was close this past weekend. It was one of the greatest weekends of rugby that you could watch. I mean, Super Rugby and Six Nations and everything. I mean, God, like, how incredible was this past weekend of rugby? Um, and it's getting recognition around the world. Like, people are like, oh, Major League Rugby, because they had access to it, watched some great yeah. matches. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, well, they watched some great broadcasts or great matches. Broadcast is a different story. We won't talk about that San Diego <laughs> debacle <laughs> of a broadcast. So, um, wow. okay. Oh yeah, yeah. The the all my the, only all problem the, was I tried watching all of the games the next day on um, the the network. and I'd be I'd watch for like four minutes and then it would stall free yeah you'd have and to stall yeah had to refresh my browser yeah um, it, it was, was a little bit frustrating on a computer so that and the Austin match wasn't on for it wasn't on until twenty four hours after so you couldn't watch it the next right day. just for our geographic but, zone. On KBVO, and apparently we got people got some good ratings and stuff on there, so that's good. Good. All right, three positives. Let's get three positives, and we'll and we'll go into we'll we'll pick our players of the match and go into next and then go into next week. Um, I think the three. Yeah, first positive. I think obvious positive was the. I guess I hate to like talk about like valiant effort and loss. Um, but the fight back was really good to yeah. not to, you know, to not um, just cash it in when we went down by <clears throat> nine points with, you know, um, five minutes to play Yeah, um, to go score a try and then go get the ball back and then give yourself a chance to win was, was pretty awesome. And, you know, we were two meters short on the kick. Uh, but I think that, you know, it, it's encouraging though to know that like the the team is that attitude where it's not over. Like, however many minutes are left, you can always yeah. score you know, two, three tries. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, especially especially yeah. with the way that we we play. Yeah, and then second uh, positive, I thought that um, man, I thought Connor Mooneyham was great, and I would like to see him. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, like that's see- one of mine too. I'd like to see him get more action. I think he only had six carries. Um, but yeah, he's just plays with like a ferocity that I, if everybody played that way, then the team would just be that in your face team. It's, it's good to see. I think in the first half, he was maybe a bit hesitant, right? I mean, uh-huh. I mean, Man, you're fresh out of college and you're starting a major league rugby match. Like I can, yeah. I can, you know, little, little jittery, um, which totally get, but when he settled down, I think he had like 87 meter, like he gained 87 meters. He had, um, 
Uh, I, he he had more the most line breaks on the team, I think. Six, I mean, six runs, six runs for ninety-one meters. Ninety-one meters. Breaks, there, yeah. there you go. You know, two line breaks, and I I just thought that he 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 worked into the game well, which was good, and so I was happy to see that. Thought you know. You can tell your next one, but I kind of was tying in. Like I thought Roderick, when he came on, made an instant impact. Totally. was fantastic. Oh, big, time. Um, big time. Like you, you could just yeah. tell Roderick's energy. Like he's one. It reminds me of like Walter Payton. Like when Walter, like you're too young to remember. You probably never watched yeah. an actual match when he played, but you go back and watch. Walter Payton would, if you're running down the sideline, he would cut in you know to the middle of the field to try to run somebody over. That's what Roderick yeah. does. Like Roderick, yeah. will, he'll run down the sideline and go, oh. 11 i see you boom like you know or 12 i've got right for you but but it when he does that it gives him it gives everyone else a chance to recycle faster it gives chance, people yeah. it gives it gives your backs a chance to get up quicker it gives your forwards you know you're not running down to the sideline They're, you're coming back in the middle of the field so it gives them a better chance to get onto the ruck faster uh, and, and increase that ruck speed which i think again a little bit slower than i would have liked but I, I thought that was it that was another big one for me so connor was definitely one yeah. Rod, connor and roderick i think played really well yeah i had i i totally have to throw roderick in there too i thought he made a huge impact and you know he plays like he plays as if no meter is given to you you know yeah, like know. he earns every Everything. single Thing that he gets and i think it kind of has a good it has a really good influence on the rest of the team it, it's just like i don't know he, he brings a lot of fire and passion that is was definitely crucial i thought to us making that comeback late yeah um second positive or well, maybe what second or third positive <laughs> your third one third was um i thought that the crowd was was pretty solid Oh, and fantastic. I thought that the um just the entire the way everything was run was uh really great. I, I was I was pleased with you know, just there was no issues with parking, it was easy to walk up into the stadium, the crowd was really good, the concessions were good, it was an awesome atmosphere, and then the Paul Oakenfold show was a blast. It's it's a little bit weird to see like a major DJ. Like I saw the of course I I wasn't there and you know, hopefully soon get that COVID vaccine and be able to get out. But to see a DJ like in the tri zone and everybody else like so far away from him was very weird. But the fireworks show, the fireworks show was incredible. (laughs) We stayed in the, uh, we were up in the stands like after the game, we didn't go on the field. We just stayed and danced in the stands for about 45 minutes. We sell beer out there too. So we were, you know, enjoying ourselves i'll yes, say exactly there you go well yeah i, I mean I, I think our, our our top three were pretty pretty close um you know again guys play with they play with heart they don't give up um connor and and i can't they, I, I have my top three picks and who my 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 players of the, my top three player mans of the matches are the players of the match are um i give it here in a second but i was just saying you know, Connor, I thought played really well, and Roderick coming off the bench played really well. And you know, I, again, there's Dominic Bailey. You know, put in 57 minutes and and had had a had a pretty good game. Um, I I don't think he had a chance to really get into it as much as I was hoping for. Uh, same with Domakina. Like I just they and they should they they were targeting Domakina. Like they they made yeah. sure that he didn't have a chance to run. Um, yeah. So that's and sad to see uh, McLean Jones like get get knocked up uh, with his hamstring. So hopefully he'll be back soon. Right, that, so that, that kind of stinks. Well, 
Um, for yeah. me, I'm gonna go my, my my top three players. Obviously, was the one was the man of the match for us, and that was Mo. Mo had just man, Mo was everywhere. Uh, you yeah, uh, ruck arrivals. I some like twenty something, twenty eight ruck arrivals. Uh, yeah. he, he had he had he had a try he had a great try actually um and then you know i just felt like he, his tackle like his tackling was through the ruby at 13 tackles he, he he was pretty dying he played 80 minutes like that's yeah to play at that intensity 80 minutes like it was pretty great um my second player was definitely zenny zenny at 150 meters on 11 carries Come on, man. Yeah. Ten, ten, 10 tackle. Basically, he broke 10 tackles. Like, you could watch the match and he only played 53 minutes because apparently hurt his finger. <laughs> but you look at that yeah. again and you watch him run through that line. There are so many times that he just broke through and you're like, oh, like shit. Watch his feet like, yeah. Like Muhammad Ali, man, floating like a butterfly. Um, but yeah, no, I th- thought he had a great, then he had a great game. Like, he, he was definitely an Im- impact player for me. And then I thought, you know, obviously with, with Robbie Kutze being out injured, um, I, I thought Hugh Roach stepped up and he played 80 minutes again. And again, kind of a, a, a product of a circumstance. You know, he just couldn't get out. You know, you, you can't sub him out. And Mason, Mason Coke had to come in, you know, as an injury sub at the end too. So, um, but I thought that uh, Hugh Roach, again, tap, ruck arrivals was through the roof. He had some good tackles. He scored a try as well. Uh, Fun fact, all tries were scored by forwards this week for us. So there you go. And Mac Mason was three for three, three, for three on, on conversions. And of course, unfortunately, missed that last penalty 51 meters out. I mean, let's be honest. He was 51, but at, an, at a slight angle. So he was probably closer, like 55 meters away. Uh, he's got a heck of a boot. So that's good to know. So yeah. Cool. Uh, well, on, to the, on to the next week. Big, yeah. big, big week. We got San Diego coming in. What 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 are your what are your thoughts on on San Diego right now, after their loss um, to Rooney last week? I, I mean, I tried to watch that game, and I just so my stream wouldn't um, last for like more than five minutes, so I wasn't able to really get a good pulse on them. But I mean, it's San Diego, and they've been good all three years, so yeah. I think that they're going to bring. You know, they're. Wonder, I'm very, wondering if Rob Shaw will play this week. He didn't play last week, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, whether or not he plays, I still think they're going to be super tough. Oh, and I think it's going to be a close game. Know, I don't think that they're going to be at nearly at the level that they were at last year. Yeah. Uh, just because you're, you're, I mean, you're, you're missing such a like force with Nanu in the middle and, 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 and JP Duplessis and JP Duplessis. That's right. Um, but I mean, they'll still be good. I think oh, that, yeah. I think that it'll be similar to this last game i think it's going to come down late and i think that what we're going to really have to beat them at is discipline san diego um two seasons ago was like the least the least disciplined team in mlr so um we need to tighten the screws and take advantage of their um you know penalties and and take the points we can get them i think if we kick well and we you know just I think we're learning who we are yeah. right now. Um, as the season progresses, I know we'll get better. I think we've just got to take the points when we can and play better defense. And, you know, I think at the end of, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to a real late decision one way or the other, who's yeah. going to, who's going to win. And um, 
You got a you got a score yeah, prediction? Good crowd. Um, score prediction say... for singles night at Bold Stadium, two dollar beer night too. Speaking of your beers, <laughs> twenty three. Ooh. 23 to 21. Okay. 23 to AGs. 21. Oh, you take the AGs. Okay. There we go. Yeah, it's, a, it's like, I hate that. I've done it before, not, not taking the AGs and going, well, I just can't win that one. But uh, yeah, let's see. I, I, I agree. Like, I think San Diego's going to be tough. Got a couple former Austin elite players coming back to play against us. And Pete Malcolm, Ben Mitchell, former captain Ben Mitchell, and uh, Mr. Travis Larson. So uh, it'll be good to see, good to see them play again, you know, again. Oh, always, always good. Good to see those lads. Um, as far as score, let's see. Last week, the average score in MLR was 50. The combined score was 55 and a half points <laughs> to, the, to the match. So I'm going to go a little bit shorter. I'm going to go. Man, that's tough. I'm going to go 28-20 AGs. I think we're going to step up our defense a little bit this week. Yeah, I think so too. I th- I, I hope that I, I hope we step up our defense this week. <laughs> no, but yeah, there we go. So AGs this week. What 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 time? What time Sunday? Seven seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock Sunday. KBVO on your 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 television, but live at Bold Stadium. Um, it's really awesome that it's on television locally. I think that's a great thing. I can't, and, and of course, it's getting promoted left and right through all the media, social media channels, but also people out in, in public and more people are known. Yeah. They know. Well, it's, I'm sure everyone went had a good time last week too. I, I had, I had phenomenal. Your next match. Yeah. I, I know, right? Like, so we can only, that's what I said is because now that Texas on Monday is letting everybody get vaccinated, what CODA needs to do and what the ADs need to do is say, okay, we're doing vaccinations and a match at CODA. vaccinations in a match um yeah it should be fun um oh i forgot what i was gonna say but it happens hopefully we get a good crowd sunday i do i do too i hope we hope we do too it it is singles night hopefully go out there meet meet a future love meet a future lover (laughs) (laughs) hey we're gonna take a short break and we're gonna come back with a very special announcement of a new AG player. Austin fans, we get the joy once again to bring you a very special announcement. So this is coming out in two parts. If you're listening or watching this on Friday, Today is the announcement day. If you're watching this later on the full episode of the Austin Rugby Podcast, well, then you already know a big announcement's happened. And again, the Austin Rugby Podcast gets exclusive rights to tell you who has signed for the AGs. And this is a special one. This is somebody you may know. You may not know, but if you do know him, you know how much he's loved here in the city of Austin. He's got roots here. If you don't know him yet, you're going to love him. He's a great guy, great family guy, and we'll talk about that soon. Welcome back to Austin, Mr. Kyle Breidenbach. Kyle, welcome home, brother. (laughs) Thank you very much. Feels good to be back. So uh, for those listening and watching and you don't go all the way back to season one of the podcast. Kyle was the third person we ever interviewed on the podcast. He was the first ever in-person interview we did on the podcast. I believe we did it in a gymnasium 
uh, what school is like a small school, like a international, the yeah. Austin International School. We did an interview and we were filmed by uh, a French film company and we were <laughs> all kinds of stuff going on in that. Not quite the same thing this time. Sorry. <laughs> Oh yeah, that it was definitely an international school, and we had a little bit of coaching there. Yeah, and yeah, we had the whole French French national team or national did, yeah. channel follow us the whole day. Yeah, right. Pretty so cool. crazy stuff. Well, hey man, it, it's it's an exciting day for for Austin fans, for fans all the way back into the Huns days. Since you are a Hun, uh, what is it? Once a Hun, always a Hun. You know, um, going back to 2000, you played for the, the national championship team. You played with us the first two seasons. Uh, then last season went over to to Houston, and then obviously some major news happened uh, to you during the off season during COVID, and that you uh, have announced that you're going to become a father. Right. Yeah, first time father. <laughs> first time first father. I'm um, super excited about it, having a little girl. And uh, I feel like I'm already wrapped around her finger. She's not even born yet. <laughs> yes, you, yeah, you, you now just get to do everything that uh, that your wife, well, you probably already do everything your wife says because that's all husbands should. But then also you get to do everything that your soon-to-be daughter will say. <laughs> Daddy, do this. Daddy, put on makeup, right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get some photos. That would not be on Instagram. Uh, yeah, you say that now. Uh, wait until your wife posted on Facebook <laughs> and Instagram. So, well, hey, man, let's let's get down to it. So, um, you know, obviously, it, it's, it was a very probably difficult decision for you to to take a step away, you know, beginning, uh, you know, during this time of COVID and just having that uncertainty uh, of things and not being able to come back to see your wife with, you know, bubble in Houston and stuff. Uh, obviously talk, walk me through what it was like to kind of make the decision to step away from, from professional rugby. Because obviously if anybody knows you, you know, that's been a lifelong, it's a lifelong dream and a goal of yours. And I actually went back and listened to the episode of the podcast we did and God, I was a terrible interviewer back then and I haven't gotten much better. So um, what's it been like to, what was it like to kind of make that, that's that, that decision to step away? Firstly, it's okay. Um, I understand ter- you have to practice <laughs> just like Joe Rogan. He was a terrible interviewer back then. He's way better now. So oh, are you putting uh, me on, yeah, on par with Joe Rogan? From the- <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, yes. Step, stepping away from rugby was, it's was going to be a tough decision. Uh, Growing up in South Africa, that's just one of a, a little boy's dream playing rugby is to play professionally. And I got that opportunity in Austin and then got that opportunity to go to Houston and play there. Uh, stepping away, I just, I always spoke to my wife about it and being our first little little child, like I wanted to be there for everything. I wanted to go to all the scans and wanted to just, I mean, hold her hand through everything. Um, and... Yeah, it's, it's extremely tough because this is my dream. And I know she didn't want me to end on on a season like COVID where we only played five games and lost against the AGs the last game. Oh, I know. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just extremely excited to be back. Uh, in that in that environment of professional rugby again, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, obviously 
it, it, it probably came as a, as a bit of a surprise. Um, if, if you're an Austin fan, we talked about it on the podcast last week. You know, Alex and I, we, we, we've touched upon it there. There seemed to be a few in, injuries in, you know, in the second row position and even in the loose forward position. Obviously, injuries happen throughout, you know, throughout the season in Major League Rugby. And it's actually, if you're watching Major League Rugby right now, you know, lots of teams are having injuries. And so, you know, what I can only assume is that, you know, there is, we saw some of the guys getting hurt and some of the guys coming back from injury and we just, we needed, we needed help. And obviously to have somebody like you stand, you know, in town <laughs> as, as you're a, a Pfluger, Pflugerville native right now, I, sh- I should say, um, you know, to, ha- to have that yeah. call. What was it like when, when coach Harris gave you the ring up? How, how did that go about um, yeah, I was actually sitting and studying at home and I just had a couple of, in, a couple of job interviews and then he gave me a call and he was like, Hey, I know you're in Austin and you, I, I think you want, you want to come play rugby. And I was like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I always want to play rugby. So, um, it was, it was really exciting to see his, his number come across the phone and just to talk to him about what he sees for the team and what he, way he sees me in it too. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Well, I mean, as a fan, I'm, I'm excited. I, I can go back and, you know, if I can, if I can find those videos and pull them, I'll put them in the announcement. Uh, but some of the hits that you, you're known for big hits, you're known for running. I mean, big hits on offense and defense. Like there's uh, the, the video of you at Dell diamond against, Oh man, I gotta remember who it was. I think it was against Clindale. You just absolutely barreled over a guy and knocked him back probably five to 10 meters. Um, that you're, you're known for that. Uh, what area in the year or so that you've been out of Austin, what would you say the biggest areas of improvement in your game have been besides running people over? <laughs> um, I think everyone, I mean, I, I think I could speak for everyone just growing mentally. I mean, we, we had a lot of adversity we had to face through, throughout COVID and just kind of reflecting on myself getting the body body healed with no rugby for the last year. Yeah. I think that helped me, that helped me tremendously. Um, yeah. So just, I mean, off season stuff, little work ons been training in the gym pretty hard on my own and things like that just to come back better and stronger. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for the season and, Hopefully, I can run another couple of people over. There you go. I, I'm I'm all for that. It's gonna <laughs> pick my my you know my my team of the week there. If you can get a couple of people run over, so um, you know, I guess obviously it's a very interesting situation um, with Houston and with Austin. You know, I, I, if you can speak on it. Uh, how was was everything done amicably? How supportive was Houston in this endeavor? One for you stepping back um, and not not being with the team, but also to say, well, now Austin wants to sign him. Was it, was it, a, was it pretty cordial? Was everybody pretty, you know, pretty kind and fair to you on that? Yeah, definitely. I, when I gave, I, I firstly called uh, coach Paul Healy down in Houston and told him the news that I found out my wife's pregnant and I'm not coming back. And they definitely wanted to work around, which I just didn't feel like that was fair towards the team. Yeah. So I just rather said that I would cut it off completely and let someone else step in that position and fill it to the best of their ability. 
uh, got a call back from JT, the president, and he um, he was really good about it. He he also has a kid of his uh, a kid of his own, and he un- he completely understood. Yeah. Uh, and then I never really said that I wanted to get traded just because I wanted to stay loyal to them. Yeah. And I didn't want it to seem that I'm just stepping away just so I can come back to Austin and play for the AGs. Uh, a couple of days later, they JT called me back and he asked me if I would want to trade to Austin if possible. And I told him that would obviously be the ideal. So yeah, it, it all worked out pretty well in the end. Yeah. Uh, talking to Mike Abbott on this side and coach uh, Sam, it all all seemed to work out pretty cordially, as yeah. you say. Nice. That's good. I mean, it's, it's good to hear. I mean, obviously, um, you know, rugby is a family and an, an inclusive sport and, you know, being uh, being Texans as, as we all are, that's, um, you know, it's, it's nice to see that people understood your situation and the importance of family to you and the importance of, um, you know, just being there for your wife and being there for, for your soon, to, your, your soon to be born daughter. And so, um, and, but then also it, it's nice that Houston accepted and said, yeah, when, you know, Austin, if you are interested you, you can, you can approach Kyle and you can, and you can sign him, which we have announced today. <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah. I think that's, that's great about rugby is just, I mean, like you say, it's family and it's also just that sportsmanship. Like they didn't want to see me, my career ended at 27. Yeah. Um, they want to see me play, just play more rugby. So yeah, why not, why not get traded and, and try and get something from it. Yeah. Um, and I can also come back home and play where I started. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, like, so I, I I've talked with, uh, some others around town. It, it appears as though you, you, you haven't, you didn't stop training. You've been out practicing with your, your old, old team, the Austin Huns recently. How's, how's that been going out there with the Huns getting back on, uh, getting on the pitch over there? Yeah, it was. Um, so I, I contacted Adam and he actually helped me a lot with the job search and things like that, yeah. which I'm extremely grateful for. Uh, and I knew I didn't want to step away from rugby. So why not go back to my roots and play amateur and train during the night and work during the day. Yeah. Uh, and it was first training was, was, was hard. I was on the knee a lot of the time. <laughs> uh, couldn't walk the next day, you but you're out of shape. I, huh? I, I, <laughs> was, 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 out of shape. Yeah. So it was definitely, it was hard to get back in, especially taking, taking time away with COVID. You just don't, you can go to the gym as much as you want, but rugby training is completely different. And, yeah, it yeah. definitely showed that first week back there. But I was I was excited to to train out with them and just show leadership there to a couple of I know they have a really young group of guys. Oh yeah. And then obviously to get the call back from Austin, um, Gil Gronies, it's just it kinda helped me to train there a bit and just kinda get running and then come in here as where this week was my first training session and I can definitely feel it in the muscles feel, today. Feel it today. A little, little ice bath, little uh, <laughs> a little recovery day for you. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. So re- recovery day for most guys is going out on the golf course, you know, whatever. Recovery day for you is building a crib, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, not yet, not yet. Not yet? But okay. it's probably just, pretty soon. Yeah, probably like, pretty soon. Maybe a couple, maybe a month or so. <laughs> start working on that. <laughs> That's good. So uh, obviously, you're you're not the only one who's who's making a, a return to Austin. Uh, you've got Patty and you've got Ned. You know who, who come back from from season one. You know, uh, what was it like kind of chatting with those guys and then also kind of speaking with, uh, you know, obviously you and you and Zinni and Mason, you know, been friends and stuff. You all have been friends for a while. You know, what was it like telling them and kind of chatting with him about like, hey, it, it's happening. Like we, we've gone from two and Mason and Zinni from the original from the original team to five now <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden. Yeah, um, I haven't broken any ties with Zinni. So we've been talking the whole time I've been away yeah. and he was definitely after, after I hung up the phone with, with coach Sam, he was the first person I called Yeah, and he was super excited just as I was. So yeah, I mean, it, it's really cool to get the ba- gang back together and it's, it's fun to, to walk in and see those familiar faces and just feel home straight away. Yeah. You know, obviously it probably feels a little bit different. Not, not quite, you know, obviously the team's different. The name is different than when you left, obviously, um, you know, but obviously, you know, coach Sam, you talked about like the, the change and what's happening with the team. How, how does that kind of change your, your perspective and saying, Oh, wow, this is uh, the, the outlook that coach Sam has. What are some of the good things that you, you think that he's doing or has been doing, you know, in the past couple of months, you know, and that you see, when you when you came into to you know train to training this week for the first time ever i just i mean you can see it straight away as soon as you walk in the doors at the office just it it screams professionalism off the bat uh if if i go look at at things in south africa rugby wise like this is kind of what i put it up to as the professionalism yeah and then also just i mean they they want us to have fun like we have structures of how, how they want us to play, but if you're not having fun on the park, then you're not going to be doing a good job. So I think that they, they look like really, and obviously I've only been there a couple of days. They look like really laid back coaches that show you the way, but don't force you into a certain, a certain lane, which is really cool. I, I enjoy that a lot. That's awesome. Well, you know, obviously those of us that have watched you play for years going all the way back to, to Hun's days know that you play, you you know, you, you play across the back row and you play, you can play second row. Uh, uh, Can you give away where you are slotting in right where, where you feel as though the team needs you the most at this particular point in time, or do you have to keep that a secret? (laughs) Uh, yeah, you touched on it earlier. There, there's a couple of injuries that that happened preseason and during the first match. So for this weekend, I'll probably probably start off on the bench, but covering more back row. Uh, I mean, second row. Sorry, but I can definitely slot into any position. So I think they're trying to just rotate me just to kind of get used to the where everybody needs to go. Yeah. Um, so I can't, I can't say for certain do, yet. Do you have a, do you have a preference on, on position? Cause I mean, cause I know you've played all, you know, quite a few different positions. Do you have a preference on which ones you like to play? Um, no, not really. I feel like if I play second row, I feel even though I'm just six, four compared to Seb, which is <laughs> six, seven, six, eight. Who's um, a mountain. yeah so i feel like second row yeah second row i can i can slot in there and be like a a fourth lucy yeah um per se 
And yeah, so I, I feel like if I'm in there, then I can just help out a bit more as well. So probably have to say second row. That's, that's been, that's awesome. I, I, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you know, you and I, we've always chatted had and had good rapport for going back to, you know, when we started the podcast originally and always kept up with you and was sad to see you go last season and, you know, ecstatic to hear when, when I heard that you were, you were coming back. That was, uh, you know, the whispers in Austin, people, people just know things, especially, you know, the, the, when, when the Huns say, Oh, so-and-so is going to go play up with the age. Like, Oh really? Like, uh, that's fascinating. <laughs> and we find out about yeah. that like a week ago. And so, uh, we're really happy to announce it here. You know, kind of a uh, last couple of questions here. Can, uh, can, can we expect, you know, your mom to be back over anytime soon to cheer in the stands. Uh, it's one thing I did miss last year was hearing your lovely mother <laughs> yelling so loud. Uh, she's, she's very loud and I love that. I love that about her. And if she's listening, hello, <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's good. She was always a favorite, her, her and Donna from season two, like they were they, yeah. just so, just so supportive. And so can we expect your mom back over anytime soon? <laughs> Uh, not that I know of if they show up and they surprise me then probably, but they were just here over New Year's okay, nice. and they were actually with us when they found out, when we found out we were pregnant. Oh. So that's more, they, that's more they just got back for, for and, a rugby match. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this, this was pretty un, unpredicted that I was going to play for the AG. So they didn't really plan on it, but I don't know if there's a, if there's another season in me, you should, you should hear her on the sideline. There, sure. there you go. I, I, I love, I love hearing that. But <laughs> so, no, that's, that's, that's really fun. As far as, you know, your kind of outlook coming up against San Diego, obviously you just come onto the team, come into the team, come into practice, you know, we're talking about uh, two to three practices, four practices, maybe at most. Um, obviously, you know, San Diego coming off a loss, we're coming off a loss. Um, what what's kind of your outlook on, on the match? So you know, going into going into Sunday. Yeah, San Diego is a great team. I mean, they narrowly lost against New York. Uh, their forward pack's going to come hard, come fast. Uh, they've they've been a very very forward dominant pack the whole time, the yeah. whole uh, all three seasons, I guess. Uh, so I can I definitely think that we just need to up front and physically um just put the hammer down i guess yeah and then obviously people like ben mitchell <laughs> that played with me I say, there's three there's three of them on the team uh, that played season with you. one and two he's <laughs> going to be on the opposite side so yeah pete pete malcolm yeah too. you got you got peter malcolm, pete, and, pete ben malcolm mitchell. and travis larson so those so. guys are definitely <laughs> it's there's gonna be so many in that yeah in that scrum so we'll definitely have to up front um <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's going to be physical for sure, but I'm excited to for that to be my first game. Yeah, that'll be good. And hey, he, first game, bold stadium. You get to run out and in the new colors, the new kits with all the excitement. Um, it's I mean, it's it's a fun, it's singles night. I mean, not, def, definitely not for you, um, but it is singles night for those who, <laughs> who go out there. And, you know, what is it? Two dollar domestic beers. Right. That's you may, oh, yeah. you may have to like, you know, it, stop your match early. Go, go have a pint or something. Watch, watch the rest of the game. So, um, but yeah. And then of course, you know, I think there's a, a band playing. I was it Nane. I think is the name of the, band. I don't know. I don't know if it's pronounced right, but I know that that's the other thing. So again, 
always a, a completely yeah, different atmosphere than what it was when you left two years ago, but it's always great. And we are super excited to have you back in Austin, you know, back, back playing, playing with, with the hometown team. <laughs> so, um, any, any, any last, any, yeah, last super excited to be there. any last thoughts, man, anything you'd like to say before, before we head out of here? No, just thank you very much for having me. I mean, it was a blast talking to you and hope to see everyone out on, at Bolt Stadium on Sunday. It's going to be a big one. Absolutely. Now, now tied for the most appearances with two other players on the Austin Rugby Podcast and now coming back to play for the AGs, Mr. Kyle Breitenbach. Kyle, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, Dustin. rugby fans austin supporters group gilgroniacs to the millions of you worldwide uh yeah alex is a gilgroniac he understands he knows he loves it (laughs) hey um we're really excited to have kyle come back and play with us uh i I think kyle's he's just a stand-up dude alex you you've played with him um you know as as huns in practice almost almost got to play if he wouldn't have signed with us he would have played with you guys this weekend right no, I know. <laughs> AG's taking your players. <laughs> no, that's right. Kyle, Kyle put in two long years with the Huns. And national championship. Won a, won a national championship. So I think he's he's a Huns legend no matter what. For sure. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see him play. I mean, I, I'm excited for the match. There's a lot of great things going on. Um, you know, be, before we close everything out here, I do have one special announcement that I can finally say. You've been waiting for it for a while. The official Austin Rugby supporters, the Gilgroniac clothing line, is live now on the rugby shop. That's right. We we got together with the guys at the rugby shop. We got approval <laughs> from the AGs. Uh, that was one thing we made sure we had to do. But we got approval for the Gilgroniac clothing line. There are two tank tops, a t-shirt, and a hoodie. Uh, pretty cool. We're, we're pretty happy about it. Tied with that, uh, we announced it on Texas Rugby Monthly. There's also a Rugby for Texas t-shirt. Uh, it's actually t-shirt, hoodie, sweatshirt, and two tank tops. And the great thing about these two line, these two clothing lines, if you will, I love calling it clothing line. This is, sounds really professional. We got t-shirts now. Um, the great thing about it is 100% of the proceeds from all the sales of this is going to go to the just keep living Texas relief fund. If you don't know, just keep living. That's Matthew McConaughey's just keep living. It's actually the, we are Texas fund and it is going to help all those families around Austin and Texas, a greater Texas state that were affected by the winter storms. And so I just think it's fantastic, you know, help out the community where we can, you know, obviously when this is over, we'll probably change it and look for some youth rugby stuff. But I think right now it's important because there's still families that are struggling with that who lost a lot, you know, a couple of weeks ago in those winter storms. So great news, Gil Groniak line, the rugby for Texas line and they're cool looking t-shirts. I think like 20 bucks for a rugby t-shirt. Like who doesn't need another rugby t-shirt, right? Yeah. Alex, you could go for another two or three, right? We can pencil you in yeah. some new ones. <laughs> Probably need to pass some on as hand-me-downs. So I've there, got a, there you, there you go. <laughs> For sure. Well, I, I think it's fun. You know, I, I hope people, you know, like it. You know, if you want to go buy it, great. Again, we it, it's out there. It's, again, it's charity. We're donating to charity. You can still get your AG gear. 
in certain places, but it's going to be Austin Rugby Supporters. Uh, we'll put the link in here as well, but it's the rugbyshop.com slash Austin Rugby Supporters. Really excited. Alex, another big week. Round two, MLR Rugby. Yep. Match Huns versus HTX. Yep. I'll be Up announcing. Huns, I, you'll, you'll be announcing? Yep. Yeah, I've got a foot injury, so I've been out for a couple months. You gonna, you going to live stream it? Yeah, try to. Hey, if you live stream it, let us know. We'll throw it on the on the pages and put it out there to the yep. greater rugby world uh, on Saturday. Of so, but let of it course. let us know if if you got it going. We'll we'll throw the Hun page up there. We'll take care of it, guys. It's a, always a pleasure. Uh, another week, another episode in the books. Episode eleven, season three. Woo. We've been doing it for so, so long. Uh, glad Kyle's coming back. Really, really looking forward to that. Looking forward to the match on Sunday. AG's San Diego, seven o'clock. Yeah, baby. Alex, always appreciate you coming on and just shooting shit, talking rugby, man. Always good stuff. Yep. (laughs) Always a pleasure. Yep. Until next time, I'm that's Alex Reese. I'm Dustin Zare, and we'll see you on the pitch. Mm